1: Hello everybody, welcome to the hot lap. I as ever your host Lee Stevens. Sorry there was no podcast last week. I can't even remember what fucking happened, you know. I know it was one of those situations of fucking life getting in the way of things. Um but there was no grand prix, so let's not fucking get too excited about it, shall we? Um <clears throat> So we just had the Australian Grand Prix, first Australian Grand Prix, since we were fucking lovingly blessed with Rhone's. It was good. I enjoyed the race. I enjoyed being back in Australia. I've always enjoyed the look of Australia. I think the adjustments to the circuit um, were fine. Maybe they made racing a bit better. I'm not sure, but they they didn't detract from what the circuit was, so... Let's hope that's kind of what we get from Spa when we go to Spa and they've altered that one. But anyway, let's get on with it and let's go through these cars. It's Monday evening and not Sunday. So I will do my best to remember what happened yesterday. Uh, Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz has had a fucking horror Of a start to the season. When you consider how well he adapted to being in Ferrari last year. And how much he took it to Charles Leclerc. I I kind of expected Carlos to smoke Leclerc this year. If I'm perfectly honest. And uh, he's just been on the back foot since the beginning of the season. On the back foot um, in qualifying this this weekend. After looking to be on pace. Or if not quicker. than, Than Leclerc. In practice and then you get to the race and he has that silly spin trying to make places up that you know he was just he was trying to overtake that wouldn't work he was always going to get stuck in that on that part of the circuit where uh, where it, as he goes into the right hander the back the back's going to let go on you there you you you'd have to have all of the traction in the world to do what he was trying to do to get around that corner um and that was it Gone done, bye bye, Carlos. Uh, not ideal. Um, same can be said for Sebastian Vettel, who is again on the back foot because this is his first race back, he's unfamiliar with the car. Um, gotta feel that Hulkenberg, even though it's a difficult Austin Martin, gotta feel Hulkenberg would have done better with better than Vettel. Better look down, he looked dejected, and if I'm perfectly honest, he looked like the broken vettel that we saw in Ferrari. I think this is his last year in Formula One, and I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make the end of the season. Uh Max Verstappen, the third and last DNF. I mean, what do you say? He uh he went out on uh with 19, Well, well, out, out ninth lap nineteen or was that night must be nineteen to go must be anyway the um I don't know that we we were out on the oh, I can't work it out, I don't know, I don't know what lap we were out on anyway, um power unit failure, another power unit failure uh Max Stappen fans have been taking this really well, and I've seen a few people posting actually about um how, like blaming Red Bull powertrains for this, but um, Red Bull, just so anyone, for anyone that doesn't know out there Red Bull don't actually start making their own power units until 2026 uh, it's still a Honda, this is still a Honda, it's still assembled by Honda, it's still built by Honda it's just badged Red Bull powertrain, um, they don't even have the facilities ready at the moment I think they're, they're planning their first dyno tests uh, of Red Bull powertrain engines next year in July, I think. Um, so until then, it's it's Hondas, you know. And even then, when they start testing engines next year, they're testing them for the 2026 rule change engine. They're not testing them for anything that's going to be in the car before 2026. So, it's not Red Bull powertrains issue. It's not because they're all of a sudden building their own engines this, whatever's going on with that car is a mixture between the new package that they've built and whatever Honda have built, given them this year. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, not. It, it, I think you, you would forgive that sort of reliability if they were clearly the fastest car in a straight line. I mean, there's been talks that they were going into this weekend play, uh, and they were going to have to use their engine in a lower power mode because of reliability. That would seem to make sense given the fact that they uh, they retired with Max but that's two DnFs for Max now we'll go through the championship standings in a little bit uh unluckiest man in Australia was Fernando Alonso his qualifying lap was phenomenal I was so excited I re I really thought he was going to put that car in pole position uh, I think that car um it looked a match for the Red Bulls this weekend and possibly, given where Max was, I would argue Fernando in that in the Alpine would have had a better chance at attacking Charles Leclerc. Excuse me, would have had a better chance at attacking Charles Leclerc than Max Verstappen did. Um, but it proved two things: Fernando still got it. Given the car, he's going to deliver deliver for you. Alpine needs to sort their reliability out because qualifying was woeful and it's and then he got screwed over by strategy he essentially did the same thing as um the the hero of williams that we'll talk about in a little bit um but the the safety car did not work out for him left him in no man's land and you know it's basically down there he finishes 17th and effectively last and he didn't deserve that you know that is not that is not the story of of Fernando Alonso's weekend unfortunately so hopefully this is a sign of things to come from Alpine and hopefully it's not just tracks specific I'm guessing as we go to Italy for the next race um it's another high speed or high speed circuit so I'm, I'm thinking they might be quite strong there as well. But yeah, it would be great if this, is, if this is Alpine starting to join the fight. It looks like if they can get everything together on that car, they have a car as quick as a Red Bull. So, take that for what you will. Is it going to be track-specific? That's the big question. Is it going to be on their day they can match Red Bull? Or is this the beginning of, throughout the season, Fernando Alonso is going to have a car capable of sneaking podiums you know they they were the third fastest car this weekend and it just couldn't exploit it uh nicholas latifi uh, nicholas latifi is the first one in my in my box of the new the new rules are really starting to show people up nicholas latifi shouldn't be in formula one um it wasn't his fault qualifying that was all on lance stroll but Man, is it? Since these cars are a bit harder to drive, is he? Not, is he not half looking shabby? Uh, the same could be said for Yuki Tsunoda. I think his time in Formula One should be done, and I imagine this is going to be his last year. He was fifteenth. Kevin Magnussen. After the heroics we saw from Kevin Magnussen before, um, it it saddens me that he's where he is. So. um I expect more. I think it's maybe it's just one of these weekends. Didn't suit the car. Yeah, we 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 almost felt like, oh well, that's where Haas must belong this year, is being up there. But they were kind of back in Haas territory. Uh, they'll be hoping for more as we go to go to the next race. Is it Emilio Aman- Amanio? I can't say it, so I'm just going to say it when we go to Italy, um, Mick Schumacher beating his teammate. Uh, But I still believe that Mick Schumacher, although he's beaten Kevin today, I feel he belongs in my box with Latifi and Sonoda. Of he hasn't looked great this year, and I feel it's being shown up by these new cars. Same could be said for Lance Stroll. Um, I heard um, your guy that used to work for McLaren Priestley, Mark Priestley, I think it is, isn't it? he was on the BBC Checkered Flag podcast and he said if Austin Martin want to fulfill their uh, their ambitions of becoming a top team, they need to replace both their drivers. And I couldn't agree with them more. It's Now's, now's the time. Now is where Lance and Lauren Stroll have to work out whether... Um, Austin Martin is a plaything, is a toy for Lance Stroll, or it's a genuine Formula One team that wants to be a contender. Uh, I think it's the latter. I think Lawrence Stroll wants to win in Formula One with his team, as much as Lance Stroll would like to win in Formula One as an individual. But it's not going to happen, is it? That you know, it's. I mean, he may maybe if he carries on going the way he is, he might he might be lucky enough to get another podium or even win a race. But he is not a world champion and he doesn't deserve to be on the grid. He's not, He he's probably, I think there's two drivers, Nicholas Latifi and him do not deserve a go in Formula 1. They don't deserve to be there. Mick Schumacher deserves his go because he won Formula 2. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda did good in junior Formula as well. He's deserved his go, but... Lance and Nicholas Satifi, I feel it's time for them to go. Speaking about people that have kind of looked okay, but still maybe you want to see a little bit more from, and I don't think we're ever going to see much more from them, is Zhou uh, Guan Yu. Um, he finished 11th and just outside the points. But driver of the fucking day for me, and doing things williams are so lucky williams are so lucky because they went from having somebody that i believe is one of the best drivers on the grid in george russell uh they went from having george russell who used to do miracles for them on a saturday and then sometimes be able to put that miracle into action on the sunday alex album went did the same thing qualifying was fucked for him he started dead last Put a pair of tyres on. Did set? Did 57 laps on the hard tyre before coming in on the last lap, throwing some softs in and sneaking a point. What a strategy and what a drive! But the the real thing here is, is in clear air. He was matching the McLarens for pace on those hard tyres. So that Williams, if they can get it into a window. That Williams has got some speed. We expected them to be better than they are this year. Maybe that car is. Maybe we can expect to see more from Williams. But Alex Albon, what a drive. And you've got to think, with stuff like that, Christian Horner must be looking down the paddock there after that today, thinking, hmm, if we don't keep Checo Perez on, maybe Alex is the boy. Uh, ninth was Pierre Gasly and the Alpha Tauri. Average drive from Pierre, I think. Um the I mean, obviously outclassing his teammate, but we're kinda of used to seeing that now with Gasly. Uh, he's he is one of those drivers now that he really needs to he, if he doesn't get a promotion into a top team, he needs to look elsewhere because he's gonna be just forgotten in the Alpine. Uh sorry, in the Alpha Tauri. So decent decent drive for but not exceptional same could be said for Valtteri Bottas that finished eighth but at least he got to get to points again um I feel that car was quicker than Valtteri than Valtteri showed uh, he spent all race trying to overtake people and having a little bit of a look and then bailing out of it before he actually stuck a lunge down so I feel there was more places he could have made so he's he was eighth despite his efforts to be lower I think um Esteban Ocon was seventh, only finisher for Alpine, but again, in his teammates' hand, hands that car looked like a really fucking quick car this weekend, and I hope hope we see more of that next uh, next weekend in the oh sorry the next race in Italy. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo was sixth, Lando Norris fifth. Now, interesting thing about Daniel Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris: Um, Daniel was closer to Lando. In uh, in all the all the sessions this weekend, so so that's good for him. He had a, a issue with his qualifying lap, which seen him like further behind Lando than he probably should have been. But the interesting thing is, is that Daniel was told that Lando had a a heating issue in his car and was told to stay behind him. So I don't know whether that's just because, given the the past. Um, Disappointment, should we say, for Daniel Ricciardo, whether McLaren can't really trust him. As in, if this car comes right, we want the best possible results we can. And getting an extra point for... Or an extra two points, sorry, for Lando Norris is the is the aim. So I just found interest in that uh, team orders at McLaren in such an early part of the season. Um, no team orders at Mercedes though. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, fourth, George Russell, first podium for Mercedes. First time on a podium properly as a Formula One driver, you know, like for genuinely doing something, not just putting a good qualifying lap in. Um, Lewis was unlucky with the safety car. George was lucky with the safety car, saw him go from sixth to third. But you've got to put yourself in those positions. If Valtteri Bottas had been in, the, in that Mercedes, Lewis would have probably still found himself third because Bottas would have been a bit further back and maybe not able to take as, uh, advantage of the safety car like George could. Um I thought it was interesting that he—I mean, he had that battle with Sergio Perez, uh, Mercedes radioing him saying, "Look, you don't have—you can let uh, Perez pass. We're not really fighting him." I think he he radioed back saying, "This isn't the news I want to hear," which I thought was quite good. Um, so, with him having that battle with Perez. I did think to myself, has he cooked his tyres? And is this just going to be a waiting game from Lewis Hamilton where he just sits behind George Russell and just waits, just waits for his tyres to go off? And I thought that's what was going to happen because the gap got up to maybe two, two and a half seconds. And then all of a sudden, Lewis started closing the gap down. And I was just sat there because I I, I wanted George Russell to get the podium. Obviously, sorry, I must, must want it out. He inherited the third from Max Verstappen uh, from Max Verstappen falling out of the race. Uh, but I saw Lewis like bring that gap down to under a second to where he had DRS, and then all of a sudden, to my surprise, George Russell stretched that gap out again. And uh, I mean, it was it was like four seconds, I believe, or five, four five seconds. Uh, sorry three or four seconds by the end of the race Um, and yeah I think George Russell was either managing the gap and had something left in him Uh, Lewis maybe uh, overheated his tyres but Lewis can lament the safety car but at the end of the day they were free to race they could have raced each other and the interesting thing is is that Lewis couldn't get onto the back of George Russell and couldn't mount an attack that's interesting I mean, I, I, this, isn't, I'm, this isn't bashing Lewis Hamilton. This is only praising George Russell for what he's done. He's come into a team that, fair enough, he was involved in. But he's racing against one of the greatest drivers of all time, arguably the greatest driver of all time, it's statistically the best qualifier, and George is on is on par with, with Lewis. It's only a fraction between them in qualifying. So he's as quick as Lewis Hamilton in qualifying trim. He's almost as quick as him most of the time in the race. Towards the end of this stint, he was quicker, and that's why he got his podium. So uh Lewis said something that he was overheating the car behind, so he had to drop back. Not sure about it. One of the things we've seen from this uh, this year and f- uh, from with the new cars is that the cars can actually follow each other so I feel that was a little bit of a racing driver excuse from Lewis but for, as far as I can see it's good to see George Russell on, on the podium and I'm looking forward to talking about the championship standings in a minute. Uh, Sergio Perez was second only finishing Red Bull there I feel that the, the team like, there was a de- almost a a downtrodden, uh, reluctant Christian Horner congratulating Perez over a a good job. He said it was an exceptional drive. He had an exceptional drive, and uh, he he really deserved that position. I mean, he's a different Sergio this year. He's much more on un- and un- unqualified. He's much closer in the race. I, I think he's doing great. I I, will, I would be quite upset actually if he doesn't keep his drive for next year but I do think we might get another Red Bull Young Driver Program guy in that seat sooner rather than later. But yeah, good drive from Sergio Perez but the winner was Mr. Charles Leclerc and he was exceptional and uh, he, he just dominated it. It was a dominant win. It's the sort of win we, we kind of hoped we, we weren't going to see again I think to a certain extent. Um. Again, I I still believe that there are better drivers on the track than Charles Leclerc. I believe Lewis Hamilton is a better driver. I believe Max Verstappen is a better driver. I believe Landon Norris, uh, George Russell are at least as good as Charles Leclerc. Um, But he's doing the business in the car he's got. He's been given a good car. He's not making mistakes. It'll be interesting to see what happens if the pressure gets back on him, because we have seen him buckle with pressure over the years. But let's, we'll look at the championship standings now. And uh he's he's starting to he's starting to look pretty fucking powerful in the position he's in. Let's let let's go from the, the top of the top of the table to the bottom uh, on the driver standings. Charles Leclerc has 71 points from three races. Two wins in a second. Uh, George Russell, George Russell is in second position on 37 points. So he's a few points adrift. But I still say there is no reason why that Mercedes can't get back into this fight. Uh, a fourth, a fifth, and a third. You know, He's scoring points when the car isn't good. So when the car comes good and he's still scoring points, he is doing the best job he can do to keep himself in this championship. Carlos Sainz is third, 33 points. He's had a second and a third. Um, Sergio Perez is fourth and 30 points. Uh, DNF, fourth and a second. Lewis Hamilton is fifth. He has 28 points. He has a third, a tenth, and a fourth. Uh, Max Verstappen, 25 points out of three races with one win. One win, and he's in sixth position. You've got to ask yourself, two DNFs after three races, engine related, is the championship over for Max Verstappen before it even started? Uh, Esteban Ocon in 7th, he has 20 points with a 7th, a 6th, and a 7th. Lando Norris is 8th with 16 points. A DNF, a 7th, and a 5th. Hopefully, we will see a lot more out of McLaren. Now, they seem to have got on top of some of their issues. Ninth, Kevin Magnussen, uh, 12 points with a 5th and a ninth. Valtteri Bottas, 10th, 12 points, a 6th a DNF and a four and an eighth. Um, Daniel Ricciardo, eight points one one sixth place finished. First points of the year for Daniel Ricciardo. It's home Grand Prix. That's bittersweet, isn't it? Um, There's a big spike there. I'll try and get rid of that for you. I don't know why that happened. Um, that that was quite off putting. Pierre Gasly, sixth. DNF, eighth and ninth. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda, four points with one eighth. That's not great. Uh Fernando Alonso, two points, but it's not showing the pace Fernando has. Feel bad for Fernando. He's definitely better than two Guan Yu with one point or two Alex Albans with one point. Uh Mick Schumacher, Lance Stroll, Nico Hulkenberg, Nicholas Latifi, And Sebastian Vettel, which is not on this list, which is wild, remain pointless. Um, Teams? Ferrari lead the uh, Constructors' Championship with 104 points. Uh, Mercedes have 65. Red Bull have 55. McLaren, 24. 22 for Alpine. Alfa Romeo have 13 points. Hass have 12 points Alpha have 10 points Williams have one point point. and incredibly last in the constructors is Austin Martin with zero points. so that was your rundown of the Australian Grand Prix. I'm just going to have a little look and see if we have um, if we have some uh, talking points from you I don't think you guys hit me up a lot this weekend so it's probably going to be quite a quick old podcast. Um, Let me go to Instagram because I feel there was only a couple of comments on Instagram. Uh, In fact, there was two comments, which were the same one posted by pirate Louie. So comments so good. He posted it twice. Uh, Hats off to Albin. He hustled a dog of a car around to get points. It was a great drive. I'm still not convinced that that car is as bad as we think it might be. Uh, let's look to the Twitter and see if any of you has got in touch with me there. Um I think that's the one. Oh we got ten we got ten comments on this. Um Zulkan Max uh Max has been racing differently uh, than he did against Lewis last year. Is it because Max doesn't respect Lewis or uh, or is he driving differently this year because Red Bull Racing's buddy Massey is gone? It's nothing to do with Massey. I think it's. I don't think it's got anything to do with not respecting Lewis. If anything, uh, I mean, I think there's two things, I, especially this weekend. He didn't have the car to compete with. Um, where with, with Charles Leclerc and if anything the hard tactics he put on Lewis was a was a sign of respect he he knew he had to put the manners on Lewis and no one's ever really been able to do that before nobody's nobody's been the guy to put Lewis in the position that if you don't back out of this we'll crash and um it's the way to beat Lewis clearly he did he beat Lewis so um, that is clearly the way to deal with Lewis Hamilton, to to fight hard with him and upset or frustrate him. People might not like that, but it does seem to be the way, way, way it should go. Uh, I think he respects Charles Leclerc. They've grown up together. Um, maybe he doesn't see Charles Leclerc as, as big a threat as Lewis. Maybe it's more a case of he's probably sat at home thinking, I would be walking this championship if my car was just a little bit better. Um, uh, Beardo great to have the circus back uh, was a great atmosphere very happy to see George Russell uh, get a good call and Lewis stuck at uh, 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 suck I'm not sure what you want to say there mate Uh, sulk I think you're you're saying Uh, good call Lewis sulk uh, uh, at at the team for the hard position he was in. Yeah, I mean, I don't get the hard position, but it's not the team that put him there. They can't pick when the safety cars come out. And um, uh, I, he had the same opportunity. There was only a, there, there was a lap between tyre life between George Russell and Lewis. Um, G- George had had a much harder race on his tyres with Perez than Lewis had, just sat watching them. Uh, Lewis had the machinery to overtake and take that third place back and he couldn't. So, again, I think the hard position was just was just Lewis making an excuse up for being beaten by his younger teammate. Uh, Martin, and so it starts, Lewis told the whole position behind George, how many races until we see uh, Diva Lewis not playing the team game? Um, see, was he not? Was he told to hold position? I didn't hear him be told told position, and I had, I haven't seen heard anybody else mention it. I know McLaren were told to hold position, uh, so I don't know. I've no idea. I I also do not believe that Lewis would hold position. Um, he knows how important points are, and he's also used to Valtteri Bottas being in front of him and him taking the positions off Valtteri. I. Do not believe for one second Lewis would allow himself to be valtrey uh, I, I, I think I think we're already seeing Diva Lewis, to be perfectly honest. I think this whole thing with the jewellery and him not wanting to take his piercings out because they are welded to him, which I thought was an interesting turn of phrase. Um Yeah, I think that's a bit petulant. You know, there's loads of sports where you can't wear jewellery. And for some reason, the FAI have just decided, look, we don't want people wearing jewellery in the car. Uh, They've hit the rules. So just fucking take your earrings off, motherfucker. Uh, Mr. Fantastic. Have the first three races changed? Any of your opinions about Charles Leclerc? No, they've solidified it. I do think he is a... um, I do think he's a genuine, genuine title title threat. Uh, Philip Risk, except for maybe uh, the qualifying lap at Spa, Al, what Albin did in the Williams today was more impressive than anything George Russell has done in F one in his, his F one career. I am not sure about that. Again, I think the the Williams George Russell had was a much different Williams to what Albon has got. Um I would also point out that Albin had his chance in Red Bull. You know, he he was he was in there and it, it didn't work out for him. As it hasn't worked out for many people, I do not believe for a split second if you stuck Albon in that in that Mercedes, he would be anywhere as close to as near to Lewis Hamilton as George Russell is. Um Craig uh, Har- uh, Harmett. Albin uh, was driver of the day May- uh, maybe I missed why he pitted on the last lap oh he had to uh, it's he he did the whole oh, sorry you- you've you seen underneath yeah he did the whole race sorry I just saw your second, your second comment yeah he did the whole race that's why he had to put on the last lap but Clara's huge step forward uh, I messaged Scarbs um, and yeah he w- he said that they had a new rear brake assembly i think which was i think what was causing them the issues so hopefully big steps forward we're going back to europe now as well so that we can get some uh, some real real steps forward on these on these cars i think uh, maybe we see cause, uh, mercedes as well just to bring up teams that are going to move forward. Mercedes didn't bring any updates, and they were expected to. Toto Wolff said, look, we're going to bring updates, but we want them to work. Uh, it's in the cost cap. Now, there's something to think here when it comes to cost cap, because we, ta- we think of money as time and materials to build and like get updates on the car, but logistics cost money as well. So I think we're going to enter a period of Formula 1 where it's too expensive to, to ship upgrades to races outside of Europe at the beginning of the season. So I think we're going to see this now for as, in, as far as Formula 1 goes, that we see the launch cars in, at the first race and then pretty much have the same cars until we get into Europe i expect to see a load of upgrades in italy because it's the first european race um and then we see some steady development through the through through the season in europe until we decide to leave europe until we well not decide to leave you know what i mean until the, the championship leaves europe again um, and then see development slow down again but yeah, it's uh, logistics. I hadn't thought about it until today that that it makes a massive deal when it comes to the cost. It's obviously going to be cheaper to ship a new, like a load of new front wings, to Italy than it is to Australia. Just makes total sense to do it in Europe for the for most teams. Got um, an itchy nose. Austin Martin. Uh, has there been a worse weekend for a team? I mean, I'm sure there's been worse weekends for weekends for teams, but not for Austin Martin. Uh dire, isn't it? And the money that they have going into that team, there's no excuse for it. You've got to ask whether Lawrence Stroll being so hands-on with the team is a is is detrimental to it. Um crashes, oh sorry, crashes breakdowns, two drivers uh, look like amateurs seb only had 30 laps in total i think stroll proving how bad he is uh quality crash and racing incidents seb might throw the towel in really soon i don't disagree with any of that the, qual- the quality crash from stroll was one of the most stupid things i've ever seen like and i look in the mirror every day uh Cammy hutton will leclerc walk away with the title now i don't know it's still ferrari and i still believe ferrari have the ability to clutch defeat from the jaws of victory and do not under any circumstances count mercedes out of this count mercedes out at your peril one of their drivers is second in the championship albeit points adrift they i believe will have new parts for that car come italy i mean What I think would be interesting, and some of you guys are going to hate this, but, you know, I fucking like George Russell. Met the guy, nice guy. Oddly related to him, for those that aren't initiated. He's like my second cousin. How weird life is. Um, Want him to do well. Think he's a future world champion, and uh, I would... don't hate me, I'd like to see Lewis Hamilton have a DNF. If Lewis Hamilton was to have a DNF and George Russell was to win a race, you would have to think, oh, do Mercedes have to back a different driver now? How's Lewis going to take if Mercedes say, look, we have to back this driver because we're so far behind in the championship, you're even further behind, George is up there, it looks like he can do the job. Oh, the drama. I live for drama. I live for Formula One drama. That would be so, so interesting. But um Thank you for joining me for Hot Lap. Uh as I said, I'm sorry uh last week's Hot Lap didn't happen. Um if you were waiting for War Room this week, I'm sorry War Room wasn't recorded on Sunday. It was supposed to be recorded last night and uh my son was sick, so he gets really bad chest infections. He's fine, there's nothing there's nothing dangerous about it, but I don't like going downstairs and putting headphones on when my son's sick because I, I feel, you know, if, if he's shouting me or something like that or gets dead upset, I'd feel fucking terrible if I was sat down here for two hours while he's trying to get my attention and I'm still talking about the fucking great reset. Um, so, yeah, that's why there was no. Um, there was no war room. I will try my very best to maybe get a. Um, this is cheaper than therapy. Out on Must See Audio this week. Uh, there will obviously be Alien Addict stuff going up on Must See Audio. Um, for those that just listen to my Formula One podcast, as you might have just guessed, Must See Audio is my other podcast feed, uh, and that's where like all the the other more I would say more interesting than Formula One stuff goes hashtag not safe for F1 Um, so there'll be stuff going up there anyway even if there isn't a war room done I will be back next week to have a look over the whatever Formula 1 news there's been I will put stuff on my socials so you can get in touch with me and we can have a little chat about it I'll go over the Fantasy League because I haven't even checked the Fantasy League yet I'm regretting sacking Norris I'm regretting sacking Norris and taking Magnuson That feels like a misstep now. Um, So we'll go over where people are in the Fantasy League, uh, and I will fucking love yous and leave yous. And if you want to join the Fantasy League, PM me, and I will send you the link to it. Uh, Thanks very much, and ciao.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.